This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. Welcome to Manifest Mindset. Here we are with Bob and Nick. Nick, how's everything? It's, it's uh, almost 2023. The year's almost over. <laughs> How you been doing? Bob, life is good, my friend. I'm doing well. It's uh, We've had way too long of a hiatus between last time and now, so it's just good to be on the phone with you, good to have a conversation again, and, of course, get this thing rolling. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. It's been a busy year. Um, we'll, we'll kind of talk about what's, what's been, what's been going on, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it's just, just excited for, for what's upcoming the next year. Uh, just, just living life, you know, it's, uh, I'm enjoying, enjoying what I'm doing for work. I'm enjoying everything that's been going on. Um, a lot of development with just my girlfriend, with everything else going on. Um, a lot of life stuff, a lot of things are happening, Nick, a lot of good things. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, but I mean, we're gonna we're gonna catch up a lot, and we're gonna talk about kind of what's going on in life, where we're going, different PT related, non PT related things. But before we jump into our normal rhythm, I want to throw you off beat a little bit. I want to ask you a question here, Bob. And oh, sure, yeah. I was thinking about preparing for this podcast, right? About you know, we've done this for a while now. I was looking back at the notes. This has been you know over three years guaranteed. And I think we're just about a year four of this, which is and just over a hundred episodes, which is pretty cool to think about spending that much quality time with you and knowing you as a person. Um, you know, just before that for years as well. So my question for you, Bob, is since we've known each other for a while, so since our friendship began, and this doesn't have anything to do with like you and me, but for you yourself, what are some of the biggest things that you surprise yourself with in life? <laughs> That's a deep question. What are, what are the biggest things that I surprised myself in life um, since we've met? Or since we started this podcast or whatever whatever you want to take that is, right? And, you know, some every once in a while I like these kind of questions because it causes me to, you know, get out of my normal rhythm, get out of my pattern and really sit back and reflect and say, wow, there have been some pretty dang cool things that have happened and um you know just put put life back in context again yeah i i don't know i i think uh this is going to sound silly <laughs> but how much i i really enjoy um this is has nothing to do with work or anything uh but how much i really enjoyed flying like air, airlines like different airlines but also going oh, to okay. different airline lounges um because whatever I was expecting, it wasn't that. <laughs> well, this is just more of a, on a personal note in terms of, okay, as, as I've developed my career and I've gone to different trainings and, and different residency programs and different courses and how much flying is involved. I, I never realized how much I enjoyed flying. Um, so walk, walk me through that. What is it about the whole idea of flying that you enjoy the most? I don't know. <laughs> I just really enjoy uh, like like the luxury of flying. Uh, yeah, I, I think that <laughs> like like in terms of flying to just regular economy, but but uh, like going to different lounges, experience the, the luxuries of, of sitting in the front, uh, like, like going to business class or first class. Just how much I enjoyed that. That's kind of, and okay. the food and the services. 
So, not so are, 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 you, are you someone, Bob? Because there, you know, the old quote about there are two types of people in this world, which I think is so bullshit. But anyway, there are two types of people in this world. Those who get to the airports, you know, just exactly when they need to, having like 20 minutes to spare, or the people who get there four hours early. Which camp do you fall into? <laughs> so, so I'm the p- person that goes four, hour, four hours early to go to the Okay. Island. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it sounds like, you know, this whole airport airplane experience sounds like a very stress-free experience for you. So that's kind of what I figure. Oh, yeah. No, I, I just walk on in, have one bag, go to the lounge. <laughs> and it's, it's just a really enjoyable experience. I, I, it's where um, I'm most productive, on the plane, Ooh, in the okay. lounge. And by, and by productive, is that like you bringing your laptop, like cranking out a bunch of work, or like just like deep thinking, mentally reflective for yourself? Yeah, both, both, uh, because there's there's nothing to do <laughs> besides work and then and think. Um, that's that's true. No, no other busy work. So you might as well be productive. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's. I just get like the moment I sit down in the lounge or the moment I get on the plane, I just it's just. Start, you start working. I mean, sure, I take a break and watch a movie sometimes, but most of the time, it's like, wow, that's I've never felt so productive and, and gotten so much done and reflected so much uh, <laughs> compared just to normal day. So I think that's why I enjoy uh, flying so much because it's like it disconnects me from the normal routine of every day and just forces me to. I don't. It's just the uh, you know the, the quote variety is the spice of life. I feel like that's that variety. But that that the different airport lounges are the spice of life. Yeah, <laughs> it's not silly, but but it's uh, no, no, no. That that's you I, know, I Bob. Really next it. next time I go on a trip, next time I fly, I um had a trip for this Thanksgiving, which was fantastic. But next time I fly, again, I'm gonna think, okay, let me fly more like Bob. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, I, I think it's relaxing. <laughs> but yeah, but that's me. I mean, when the first thing you you asked me, I mean, I, I could have talked about physical therapy a lot about that, but I think that's the first thing that came to my mind in terms of the biggest thing that surprised me. Um, just this past year, it's been, I've been flying a lot. I've been going to a lot of different lounges. Um, and how much I enjoyed that. So, yeah, what about you, Nick? I, I, I want to put you on the spot as well. I'm sure you already had an answer when you asked me this. Um, no, no, I didn't, and that usually uh, shoots me in the foot. But thankfully, we had some time to stall, right? It's always that combination. Okay, I asked a question. I know Bob. He's probably going to flip it right on me. But I also want to be super in the present and listen to him and not just spend all my energy and time thinking of my own response. Um, yeah. I will say in the past couple of years, the thing that surprised me the most is, number one, how bad I am at surfing, and number two, how much I still absolutely enjoy it. Um, you know, being out here in California, taking advantage of the warm, the warm water, good adventures, meeting a ton of different people that way. Um, I didn't grow up doing a ton of balance sports or anything, and, like, dude, surfing's tough. Like, I remember my very first day out there, right, I was, I mean, it sounds a bit dramatic, but I was basically, like, sitting on the board and falling off just from that. Um, and I've gotten way, way better over time, but still, I have a long, long ways to go. But for me, specifically, I love the process of learning, of skill acquisition, of getting better and getting out there and saying challenge accepted, but not challenge accepted in terms of my normally like I'm going to be crazy gritty and get this done and do a bunch of cool stuff. It's much more about, okay, let me gradually over time just learn this skill, have fun. At the end of the day, it's like, dude, that's got to chill out on the ocean. So no matter what, if it was a bad day surfing, it's a great day being out there. 
Man, that's awesome because I don't know, for, for anybody listening that doesn't know, I mean, Nick grew up in Ithaca, New York, which is basically just the mountains. At <laughs> <laughs> minimum, there's no surfing, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you picked that up. When, when did you start surfing? That was, I've been dabbling a time but here and there, so very infrequent, but probably like a year and a half ago. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and you have your own surfboard and everything? I don't have my own surfboard. I've got my own wet. I've got my own wetsuit, so I'm good to go there. But I've got a real close friend that we go um, whenever I do, and he's got like eight or nine surfboards, and he'll custom build his own and everything. So I wow. have a supply. I'll put it that way. That that's awesome. That's amazing. That's that's awesome. It's uh, another found passion for you, Nick. Absolutely, another good passion. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I want to know in the past few months, Nick, I know, or I don't know when our last conversation was. It must have been maybe two or three months ago. I don't remember. Yeah, I think about three months ago. Sounds right. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been quite a while. What is, uh, what's been new since the past three months? Oh, wow. What a, what a question to open up, right? Um, well, let's get the unfortunate out of the way first. Um, I actually had a bit of a shoulder injury myself. Um, so that's been a, yeah, man, it's uh, no fun there. Um, so, you know, as a physical therapist, I went into blessing because it's like, all right, I know exactly what I need to do for this thing. And I'm wondering, it's like, damn, it's still, as like, I've got two two sides to me. I've got the physical therapy side where it's like, dude, this is great. I'm running track of my rehab. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm crushing it, doing what I need to do. And then I've got the human side where it's like, yeah, I get that, but I'm still impatient. And, like, I, I have enough of the good physical therapy side where I'm doing what I should be doing. I'm progressing gradually. I'm not going too much too fast. Um, thankfully, I'm not at the big pain stage for sure. But I've got the human side of me that's like, yeah, but I just want to get back and do everything again and rush through this rehab process. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not fun. But I am still um, – I tell myself that I'm learning more about myself, learning more about – working with patients and helping them out, having a deeper sense of empathy for them and with them. Then, of course, I've got the other side of the coin that says, yeah, dude, but you already had enough injuries in your past. You've already got enough empathy for that. You don't need to have this other one. But end of the day, Bob, I can't change it. Injury happened, and I'm just on the road to rehab, getting better day by day, getting stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to talk more more about it? If not, it's okay. Was it from surfing? No, it was actually um, from playing basketball. And so it was um, kind of, well, this actually, this just goes to show, right, when you're having, let me think about how I can be mindful of this to be, to hopefully let this serve as a lesson to other people too. Uh, so I was playing ball, and we were probably playing for like three, four hours, and we finished up the last couple games, and these other dudes came over for three on three. And I play... I play very controlled, but also somewhat aggressively, too. I'm usually playing more down low in the post. So, anyways, we were playing with me and some of my friends, and we didn't know these other three dudes. And these guys started following me. And I don't think anything of it. It's fine, whatever. Well, then they get frustrated because they're following me, and I'm still scoring. So they start talking smack. And they just start following me harder. And they start saying some shit or whatever. And anyways, it's kind of comical, actually. They're like, dude, we're going to keep following you harder. I'm like, my brother, do what you got to do. Like, you know, do your thing, right? 
<laughs> they eventually uh, wrapped me up like around the shoulder and around my neck. They tried throwing me to the ground. Um, I don't go to the ground, but it's like, you get off me. It's not worth your time. We're out here playing ball. It's out here trying to have a good time. Thanks, like, not injure my shoulder then. But the next couple of days, it was just like, it was my left shoulder. So, like, pecs, shoulder blade, sh- all the shoulder muscles and everything, the neck, upper traps. We're all just, like, damn aching. So, like, I can just tell, like, we're being pretty protective over that area. And, I mean, rightfully so. So, anyways, I go out to play again a couple of days later. And I was feeling kind of sore, kind of icky. It was, um, just jog- like I was jogging around to do some extra warm-ups for a while, and even jogging would have the shoulder feeling pretty sore. And that's just stuff to do. I shouldn't have played. I shouldn't have gone out there. But anyways, I was in the post playing again, and um, I could tell that the shoulder just wasn't as strong as it should have been. Like, all the muscles were guarded, didn't have good muscle activation or function. Um, I should have kind of known it more else to take it easier for a while. So anyways, this dude was posting me up, and I was guarding him. And my arm got caught at a really weird angle, elevated, when he was pushing into me and turning real fast. And heard a pop, loud pain in my shoulder. Arm just felt crazy heavy to hold up. And um, anyways, I'm highly suspecting uh, labral tear. So I opted for not going to imaging. I was talking with a couple other um, ortho surgeons about it, talking to a bunch of my PT friends about it. Um, and I've got other reasons why I can't have an MRI for medical things. So anyways, I could have ended up doing a CT with contrast, decided not to, um, and just try to rehab it conservatively. But yeah, dude, it was like constant pain for four days. Um, tough to do my job for a while, but we're, we're back at that fully now. Um, after about a, the two-week mark, it was really barely painful at all. So that recovered pretty quickly. Had some good anti-inflammatory stuff built up in the system. Then just been gradually trying to gain as much strength back as possible, get a lot of uh, good fine motor control, and get back to working out again. But right now we're avoiding the high-impact surfing, like a lot of high-velocity impact stuff like basketball for right now. But I'll get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's rough. I mean, for, for those of you guys who've never seen Nick, Nick's a pretty big and thick guy. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised they'll try to rescue you down. <laughs> well, they, they trying and succeeding are two different things, right? Um, <laughs> so I, 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 I give those young knuckleheads a, a valiant effort for it. But, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of funny, honestly, because my friend who was playing with me, he's like, dude, if that was me, I would have punched him in the face right then. I'm like... Yeah, I bet you would have, but I was trying to avoid that. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's rough. But uh, no, it's, yeah, um, it's, it's been a few weeks of uh, rehab so far. Yeah, it's been two two months so far. Oh, two months, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's been getting a lot better. I can um, at the point I can do a side plank again, overhead press, um, gentle weight, nothing crazy. Um, but I'm starting to get back to a lot of my normal. I could deadlift again, um, get some bench press. So I can get um, pushing in the rotator cuff, and the rate is crazy strong. So I, I can back yeah. hit most of my former lifting with modified weight and modified rest time right now. It's just going to be getting back to some high-intensity, fast movements for force absorption is going to be the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you have pain in the shoulder blade? No lo- no longer, but I did before. Ah, okay. That's interesting. Well. Well, I mean, good luck. I mean, it seems like you're on the right track. It's just uh, 
patient. And like you said, it's, it's you have the two sides of the coin. You know what to do, but you also know what not to do, but you really want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, it's uh, just, just staying on the grind. And, you know, my mentality right now is, okay, how can I prepare my – all right, this is important for those listening too, and maybe somebody else in the rehab world has different approaches, but – my thought is both right now in the short term, how can I do as much as I can to stay strong in a really fit, holistic way while building up for all the sports I want to do. So I'm going to gradually work on the, you know, throw some very gentle punches, get some punching bag, work that up a little bit to get some more impact through the area. Um, do I'm doing a ton of closed chain, like unbalanced strengthening where I've got like a mini little balance board that can wall back and forth a ton that I'm doing a ton of like push-ups, side-shifting through. Um, yeah. And so I know, like, what I need to get back to for surfing and playing ball again. Uh, then I'm looking at, okay, how can I make my shoulder as resilient as possible so this doesn't sure. happen in the future again, you know, 5, 10, 30 years from now. Yeah. I'm curious, Nick. I mean, uh, do, do you have any loss of motion? Or, or it's just when not, you were not anymore. Pop, you couldn't even lift up? Okay. I, I, yeah, but I could... Yeah, so I was, it was funny. So once that happened, you know, I had the PT in mind, right? Starts testing it out. It's like, okay. Cause I, like, I heard the pop arm felt like freaking heavy. And it was like really hard to hold the weight of my arm up. Um, and so I was like, all right, let me, let me test this thing out. I held my arm by my side and had it supported and did my own like resisted test. So I, you know, in neutral resisted internal, external rotation. Internal was painful, but not too bad. External was totally didn't make the pain any worse and had good muscle activation, good recruitment, um, could do that through the range of motion. But probably about two weeks after the injury, I was back to 85, 90% of my previous range of motion. And by this point, I've got all my previous range of motion back now. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to think. Thanks for sharing, Nick. I appreciate that. I mean, it's uh it's hard to, to be recovering from injury, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's just going to make there? me, you know, make me be that much more appreciative when I do get back to it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. Um, so what, what else? positive now. <laughs> Absolutely, my friend. Oh, boy, where do I begin? So I had an amazing trip back to New Hampshire to see a lot of family. I was out there for Thanksgiving, which is my family's um, kind of our big holiday, the time of year where every we have other little celebrations, but that's the time where it's guaranteed everybody gets back together. We have a great time. And so I got to see basically everybody from my dad's side of the family for extended side. And it had been a whole year since I got to see them same time the previous year too. It just felt great, man. Really good reunion with everybody. Um, yeah, good time. Okay. So. That's uh that's going real well. Took my airplane trip, so got that checked off the box for you, Bob Chang. And then <laughs> out here in California, it's been good, man. Just been on the grind and finishing up this Kane Fellowship. I've got until so we're in early mid December now, and yeah. we finished the program in March. I'm sorry, Nick. Remind me again. Where do you live again in California? What what uh, part? Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles, so Southern California. Oh, you're you're not okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, so you're feeling, sorry to cut you off, but you, you were in um, finishing up your pain fellowship. Yep, finishing up the pain fellowship. Um, well, then after that, um, kind of exciting opportunity. I'll be actually. I did. So when we last talked, Bob, I was still working at two different practices. 
I was working yeah. at Tides with my fellowship, and I was working at Evolution, which was a private sport and ortho facility out here. And I ended up leaving them. Um, so I had my last day with them last week. Oh, wow. And, yep, no longer with them, so I picked up some extra time to go full-time with Kaiser. So this is actually my very first week of working 40 hours a week instead of 50. Because um, for the last two and a half years, it's been five, ten-hour days. Um, so the, the break is really welcome. It's really good to get some more mental rejuvenating time to, you know, just do all the things for the fellowship that I should and see some friends a little bit more, get to hang out a bit more. So that'll bring a really good life balance in until the end of the fellowship because we're gearing up to be uh, myself and then the two other persistent pain fellows. We'll be teaching a course in early January, so we're preparing that for a con ed course we're doing. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so this was uh, sounds like a great opportunity. I mean, to, to go full time with Kaiser, is that right? Yep. And then after um, after I'm done with the fellowship program. I'll be able to mentor in their residency too, so it'll be a ton of fun. Yeah, that's amazing. You sound like you're ready, and you're excited and pumped up about it. So that's that's awesome, man. It's good to hear. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good combination, Bob. You know, it's really nice to feel good about where I'm at, and also yeah. be and not rush time, and also be ready for that next stage and next step too. Yeah. What's uh, do you have any plans of coming to New York City, uh, Nick, anytime soon? <sighs> I have no flight scheduled if that's what you're asking. Um, okay. But well, if when I do, you will be very clear in mind, my friends. Yeah. I, I was thinking of visiting L.A. Um, so I may come and visit you. <laughs> okay. Day. Well, hey, you, you will have a couch to crash on at the very least, and uh, we'll have a hell of an adventure out here, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, most likely I'll be going with my girlfriend. So, so we'll be you'll be meeting up with her. Good, perfect. So Bob, you alluded yeah, no. to uh, more things going on these last few months for you, and more you know life-related things just outside of our profession too. Tell me more. How's, how's life been? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my um, my girlfriend and I we we moved in together. Oh, um, dude, that that's huge! That's awesome. Yeah, we, we've been. It's, it's about three years since we've been dating. Um, uh, coming up to three years, so it's, it's nice. We, we're nice. What, what area are you guys living in? Still in Queens? Yeah, she moved into my apartment, so we're, we're nice. just uh, we're, we're just in we're in Elmhurst, Elmhurst, Queens. Do you know that area? I don't, but I'll look it up later. Yeah, that's okay. It's uh, Central Queens, so it's an okay area. <laughs> it could be better, <laughs> but you know, it's it's a it's, it's a place to live. Nice. Yeah, so that's that's a big life event there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just just getting kind of accustomed to each other. We I don't know if I told you this, but we met <clears throat> the start of the pandemic. We met we met January 2020. Right wow, what the pandemic timing started? Yeah, um, and that was also when I was still in school. Um, so uh, this, this was winter break right before I was going to drive back to Ithaca for my last semester. And this was before COVID started. This was before that they they were going to announce um, the school was going to be all virtual online. Man, talk, talk, talk about playing hard to get yours. Like, nope, I'm leaving New York City. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the plan was okay. I was going to drive back to, back to Ithaca. She was in New York, and uh, or she was renting New York, but she was going to go back to her family in 
uh, Massachusetts. So the plan was I was going to drive from New York, drop her off, stay with her family for a week, and drive back to Ithaca. And this was before I knew it was um, classes. Before anybody knew. Yeah. Yeah, before anybody knew. So we, we drive up. We go to Massachusetts. I stay for a week. And then in the middle of that week, I find out classes are all remote. Nothing's in person anymore. So I'm like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, wouldn't, we didn't want to go back to New York. So my girlfriend, Julia, she's like, okay, I'm going to stay here. And then I was like, oh, why don't I stay here as well? Well, I, I didn't really say that. It just kind of <laughs> was implied. <laughs> That's funny. So I actually stayed there for three months before my clinical started, and then we drove back to New York. Um, so oh, if, you can, like, if you can survive that, that's a test of the relationship right there. Good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It was really kind of a sped-up relationship. We kind of lived with each other two months of knowing, uh, knowing each other, and I lived with their parents for three months. Um, so after that, we were kind of just kind of rock solid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like so you, well. you learn pretty quick if, you know, it's it's good or meant to be or not, or if it's like, you know what, nah, I can't swing this anymore. Yeah, I mean, the the in COVID um, was a terrible thing, but, but it really helped strengthen our relationship, um, given us that, that we live together. So, yeah, it's, it's been very nice. Yeah, one day I hope, hope you meet her. Um, you're, That'd be you're great, dude. friend in my life next, so I hope you get to meet her one day. Um, and, yeah. No, I've, I've got an idea about, you know, kind of your career aspirations, right? I'm curious, what are more of, or are there, like, her career aspirations and then what, you know, what you guys envision life together looking like? Like, you guys going to be staying in New York City, you moving all the way across the country? So, it, it's uh, interesting. Um, she's just trying to figure out what, what she's really passionate about. But she she's born in she was born in England she was born in London and she moved to the U S when she was sixteen so she kind of always wants to go back to Europe or London so that, that's kind of on the radar just just things to think about um, but a lot of things are up in there we, we don't have any specific plans we're just taking it day by day <laughs> that's that's so cool man there. good stuff yeah I've been really trying to. Um, balance, find a balance between the things that I really enjoy at work and my passions at work and really just trying to enjoy my personal life as well in terms of spending more time and going out to, to restaurants. They're really uh, just splurging a little bit, just kind of having fun. You know, that's kind of, I think that's a really important thing. I think that's also another thing that surprised me the most, like really how important it is to um, kind of spend time and, and spend money and then just kind of let loose a little bit, you know? Yeah, you know, Bob, I remember when I first met you, you were a you were a freshman, I was a junior, and I was your resident assistant at the time back in the dorms. And <laughs> I still remember, um, dude, crazy how times change, right? But I remember written on your whiteboard where all these goals are like six-pack abs, 4.0 GPA, and like there are a few other things too. It's like, all right, this dude's a this dude's a go getter. He's gonna go after it, and you know that proved true that you were very much uh, you had fun, you were joking all the time, but you know you were also kind of pedal to the metal and big about pursuing goals and chasing dreams and having a larger vision for yourself, which I greatly admire. And like you said, it's important not to have only that, but that can that can still be the center of who you are and what you do. 
but you got to enjoy the journey and the ride too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the destination is the journey, right? Um, that's so funny that you remember that because I don't, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I remember writing stuff like that in like high school, <laughs> not well, college, but that's that's funny. I'll lay a look, look at your handwriting because it was just barely legible enough, so we'll give you that. <laughs> you know, that's something that'll never change. My 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 handwriting is still chicken scratch. <laughs> oh, yeah, at least you got the doctor's degree to back it up now. That that is true. I I write um, home exercise programs for my patients. I have like a stack of paper that's Bob's paper, just just copy paper, copy computer paper, and I, I go and grab and I write write my stuff. And everybody's like, "Oh, look, you have the doctor's handwriting." I get that probably every single day. <laughs> but so Bob, let, let me ask you this: what 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 percent of your patients absolutely crush their home exercise program? Well, it depends on the patient. I mean, if, if the patient is really there for, for balance, if they're really there for dysfunction or geriatrics, and they don't have really pain or anything like that, uh, I, I'd say most of them are decently compliant. Now, if they they're they're uh, they direct from preference, and they can see and they're they're getting better, well, I'd say a good a good chunk, maybe eighty ninety percent compliant. They they do their exercises. So yeah, I, I think pretty good. And, 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 and the, the, only, the only reason I say that is like, I'm I'm curious, right? Like, is there a barrier? Like, oh my gosh, he told me to do something, but I can't read what it is. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> right? Like, does I, that I affect think, it or not? Uh, you know, I think because my handwriting is so bad, they respect it even more, and they want to do it more. Mm. <laughs> wow, what, what what a statement! It's it's like a it's I like think, a golf handicap. It's like I know my therapeutic alliance is so good. I'll just make you have to earn this. <laughs> but but I, I know that there's um there's a lot of re- this is a book that I read in in high school. It's called Influence. It, it's uh the psychology of persuasion, the, the psychology of, of marketing, and what they talk about is is how if you give somebody a gift, or or at least a perceived gift, the, the it improves. Uh, their ability to say yes, it improves their their likelihood, their likability towards you. So I always make the joke of when I write my chicken scratch home exercise program piece of paper, I'm always like, oh, this is my gift to you. <laughs> that may <laughs> that may increase in uh, uh, compliance. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's in the book. So I like yeah, that. No, so no, Bob, no. Look, look, with this being in mid December, right? Looking forward, um, I know you and I have our own philosophy, um, New Year's resolutions that they shouldn't just be for January 1st at the new year, but really to, to have them throughout the year and to have the goals and visions. Do you have anything for yourself that you're shooting for in this upcoming year? I think um, the, the biggest goal for me was to finish my diploma program, pass my diploma program for, for McKenzie Method. Um and the next step after that, it's, it's, there's the fellowship. And then the step after that is, is hopefully one day I want to be teaching faculty. I want to teach for the courses. Um, and I think that that's a long journey, teaching for the courses, five, six, seven years um, in process of that. So that, that's my goal. I, I mean, I don't have a specific goal, but I think that's a good career goal as of right now for me because I, I really enjoyed the traveling aspect. I really enjoy... MVP. I really enjoyed at least teaching and assisting the courses as of now. Um, 
So, so it's something I really want to do. I think it's something I really want to pursue. And it's just on the top of my list right now. Is that something that I work towards? And, and you know, Bob, here's, uh, here's what I really, really like about that for you is that sounds like such a wholesome, authentic goal that maybe it doesn't have as much specifics or time frame or anything, but those time frames aren't always realistic. And when you and I were going back and forth in this podcast more frequently before, we were kind of a little bit anal-retentive about holding each other accountable, which was a good thing at different stages. But now I'm sensing, as opposed to extrinsic, I'm sensing much more intrinsic, natural motivation out of you because you've done these things. You've checked the boxes. You've accomplished things. And that gives yourself a self-belief that, hey, I can do this. I've done it before. I can do different things. I don't know exactly how it's going to look like because you've got other life things you're balancing out. So I'm very excited for you for that. Yeah, you know, that's so interesting that you bring that up because the whole point of this podcast was an accountability podcast. Like the idea is, oh, if I don't do X when I say I'm going to do X and I'm going to announce it publicly to everybody that listens to the podcast, one, I'll, I'll suffer from embarrassment. Two, I'll owe you some money. And I think that, that was the premise of this podcast. That, that was. That was and and it, it's really cool because some people on a very superficial level would say, hey, you guys have gotten away from the heart of what you're doing, right? You're no longer doing that stuff. You're no longer at the end recapping all this. And I'd say the opposite. Hey, we're no longer having the bullet point militaristic type list that we check off. And that's because of how we live and what we're doing. And that's because, you know, the essence of it is this might sound like more just like Bob, like you and I are having a conversation, but it's this kind of conversation that holds true. Yeah, you know, it's it's that 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 gave me chills, Nick. You're you're uh you're always the guy that ties it all together. I love this. This is great. Well, I, I'm you know, Bob, that, that's that's the secret. You know what makes it way easier to tie together is having really uh, having other good and talented people around me, where they've got all the ideas. If I just tie it together at the end, like I don't care whether I look good or not, it's like cool teamwork. Let's go. Let's make something happen. I think that always came from playing a lot of team sports, being the never the head leader, but like the scrappy guy and the person that would help build other people up. And so for me, whether it was playing soccer and I was goalie for a while or whether it was um, football being on the line or basketball being down low to power forward, whatever it was, right, it's, I know that I'm not the best player on the field. But part of my goal and my vision is how can I maximize the benefit that each player around me has and to set them up for success. So maybe that's where it comes from, but I don't know. But it's a it's a cool role to have about trying to be a talent and strength maximizer of others on my team. Yeah, that's amazing. Skill you have, Nick, for sure, for sure. All right, we've been going on for quite a bit, 35 minutes. This is good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to ask you, I mean, it's the end of the year. We're probably not going to do one until next next year, really, in terms of realistically speaking. Um, I, I, you kind of mentioned it already, but, but what's what's next for you? What, is there is there a next for you, or is it just to continue on? You know, in, many, in many ways, it's a continuation of carry on, the whole, you know, daily, day in, day out, chop wood, carry water. And even within that, though, you know, the bullet points are kind of laid out for me already. I signed up for this year-long fellowship. It's not done until March or April, so there's my commitment, and that's what I'm kind of 
hold each of you to push through for this next step. Um, so really that takes me all the way through January, February, March. After that, it's going to be having a much more full-time basis, um, developing my mentoring skills and mentoring in the residency program, and then eventually trying to mentor at the fellowship level as well. Um, and I've got other goals and ambitions that I'm considering as well that are um, different possibilities ahead. But that's really the next big stage for now. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, and I, you know, what's interesting, I think one or two years ago, you were always, you always talked about the importance of mentorship for you. That, that's something. I remember asking you the one day in my living room, I was like, oh, Nick, do you think you're going to go back to school to get like a terminal degree? Like a, like a PhD or something like, or a DSAC or something like that. And you were like, no, I think what's next for me is, is, uh, mentorship and how much I enjoy that. And, uh, here we are. True to your word. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, just like, you know, I remembered your whiteboard of goals. You remember that. It's these little things that you never know who remembers what or what. Like, I remember the idea of that, but there's something about these moments that they stick with each one of us. And it's, it's cool, you know, of all these different memories I've got of Bob Chang, um, just representing the character that you are to me. It's, um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, dude. And yeah, so it's yeah. funny how those, memory stick and you know we talk about um you know you and i both listen to tony robbins and have at different stages of life his whole process and talking about our identity and our identity is what helps shape us and some people attribute different things to their identity early in life that are detrimental and when they do they don't stop reevaluate to redefine that identity now, for me, for example, this is something that I found, and I continue to evaluate, like, is this mentorship thing part of who I am, what I do, how I give back? And I found just more and more evidence to strengthen that, more and more reasons why I appreciate that. And to my word I use is, you know, kind of what the word I joke is with, is being greedy. It's not being greedy. It's just wanting good things in life is I love that combination of at the same time, as I'm giving someone else a strong hand up as a mentor that I can have other people as well who are the OGs who have done it for a long, long time before me that I'm getting to stand on their shoulders as well and that they're helping me learn even more at the same time. So just because, you know, I've done a residency and two fellowship programs or whatever, right, it's, it's still the infancy in the early part of my career. And I've enjoyed mentoring a ton of students, being a CI for a lot of people and everything and ready to take it to the next level. But I'm still out here learning, Bob, and I'm still out here growing um, as much as I can, as we both alluded to, both professionally in the clinic and especially just as a person outside in life, too, enjoying the whole riding journey. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about, right? That's, that's what this game of life is all about, <laughs> at least for, for what a young person like me thinks as of now. But it's interesting yeah. to see how I, our I, I would agree, Bob. And it's, you know, another reminder, man, you and I, anybody, and I don't mean to get too serious too quick here, but we don't know how many days we have. And it's not that every day needs to be gung-ho, like, pedal to the metal, have the whole throttle down and go crazy. We do have to have a purpose each day, though. And there are, yeah, we don't know how many days we have. And so for me, it's just that encouragement. It's not out of fear at all anymore. It's just encouragement 
let me live each day in a good way that honors what I value and the connections and relationships I have with the good people in my life. Yeah. I love it, Nick. I think that's a great way to end it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a great way to, to wrap everything up. Nick, you're Absolutely. always a, a, a truly a blessing to talk to. Uh, always somebody that I enjoy. Um, we really have to do these more often. I really enjoy the whole time when we talk. You know, there's there's yeah. never in the 100-plus episodes, 100-plus conversations, and all those that go unrecorded, there's never been a time like, you know what? Why did I just talk to Bob, man? Like, out of all the things I could have done, why Bob? Why would I? No, dude. It's always been a blessing. It's always been great. It's always, for each each of these moments, I've been entertained at a minimum, and it makes my life better. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Nick, I'm gonna I'm gonna plan my LA trip. <laughs> okay. We'll be meeting next year. I, I promise that. All right. All right. Hey, you guys heard it. 2023 podcast will roll out live. Yeah. Well, live, live manifest mindset. All right, Nick. It was a pleasure. Bye, Bob. All right. Take care. Bye.